Welcome to Abiding Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget... You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently airing a series on the Holy Spirit titled, The Missing Person. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. We are going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You know, we're talking about the missing person, biblical search for the third person of the Trinity. This is part four of that study. One of the things that I hear said amongst Christians is why don't we see the Holy Spirit working in the church today like they did in the book of Acts? Or how come the Holy Spirit doesn't move in some churches like he moves in other churches? And, you know, we're talking about the missing person tonight. Biblical search for the third person of the Trinity. And, you know, I think it's interesting because as much as we feel like the Holy Spirit might be absent, and even in churches who you would consider to be cessationist type churches, meaning they don't believe in the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit, you do have to understand that every gift of the Holy Spirit is supernatural, but what they mean by that are the sign gifts. So they don't believe in tongues and prophecy, and word of knowledge, and word of wisdom, and those types of gifts. In those churches, the Holy Spirit still moves. And not just on the fringes, or not just within certain members of the church. You know, you got that one Pentecostal member of the church who comes up and has a word from the Lord for you, or something like that. And, and there, there's those people in those churches. But I would submit to you that within those churches, you have people who do different things, by the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so when we think of the Holy Spirit as a missing person, you know, and you know, not really talked about or neglected, and you know, I think that Francis Chan wrote the book, The Forgotten God, and of course he stole that from A.W. Tozer, who did, I think, The Forgotten Person. He mentions The Forgotten Person in The Pursuit of Man, the book The Pursuit of Man. We're here talking about the missing person, but oftentimes... You know, you have to remember that the Holy Spirit is, in a sense, invisible. And not because he's a spirit, but because he wants to be. And instead of showing himself and proclaiming himself and being out there, oh, the Holy Spirit this and Holy Spirit that, he honestly, his job is to be discreet. His job is to be that one that convicts the world, that one that comes alongside you, that one that dwells in you, and the one who testifies of Jesus, and he's always going to be testifying of Jesus. But here's the interesting thing. He's very visible, not so much you know, showing up at your bedside or talking to people in the park or something like that, but he's very much alive and well and working within the body of Christ. And when I say the body of Christ, I mean you. I mean the church. It's amazing what happens to a body when it's not taken care of. It can become overinflated. It can become achy. It can become difficult to move. You know, and, and this is why probably for the, oh, I don't know, 
I'm just going to shoot for a number 500 time. My wife told me, starting Monday, <laughs> we're going on a diet. I swear, I think I've lost 800 pounds. I've gained 805. But <laughs> you know, up and down, up and down, up and down, you know, over the years. And, and so we're, we're getting ready to do this once again. And the idea is to be in shape. Now, I told her, hey, honey, I am in shape. Round is a shape. And she said, I don't want you to be a shape. I want you to be in shape. And so that's what the whole thing is. And, and, you know, and, and there's certain benefits to that. You know, I know that starting that diet, I'm going to be tired and hungry and cranky. And if I stick to it, those symptoms will pass and then I will become stronger, healthier, and better. And so too, when it comes to the body of Christ. And we might again say, you know, when we say the body of Christ, what we mean is the church. And the Holy Spirit is very, very active within the church. And so what we want to see more of in terms of the Holy Spirit working and moving is to be moving in our own personal lives. That the Holy Spirit would move in our lives and show us what to do and how to be. Now when I talk about the church, of course I'm talking about people and not the building. And when the people begin to work and serve the Lord, you know, we want them to work and serve the Lord, not by their own strength or their own efforts, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. And when that is happening within the church, then it becomes a very beautiful thing. And so everyone having different gifts, Paul was talking about that in the last section we looked at. And just to kind of recap what we talked about last time, Paul talked about that the Holy Spirit gives gifts, he gives ministries, he gives activities to different people. And those things are to work to, as we're going to see later in chapter 14, to equip the saints to edify the body of Christ, to exhort and all those things, and so that the body of Christ might be complete and helpful, and ultimately so that the body of Christ might be a witness for Jesus as Jesus said to the disciples in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. So, verse 12 is where we left off last time. For the body is one, and speaking of the body of Christ, or speaking of the Christians that make up the body of Christ, and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. Just as God gave you hands and feet and eyes and nose and a spleen and an appendix and a big toe and a toenail, all these things and all these parts make up who you are. And God likewise has given very diverse variety of parts within the church. So he says, verse 13, For by one Spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have been made to drink into one spirit. You know, this is kind of an interesting thing. So as I've been reading church history lately, and just even remembering stories from the South, there were times when uh, somebody who was a slave, you know, and, and there's cases in church history where in the Roman Empire, there was a man who was a slave who was the, actually the bishop of Rome, you know, what would be considered the Pope today, which is kind of a different misnomer but he he was the bishop of rome and he was yet he was a slave and and so within the body of christ it doesn't matter if you're a slave or free there was one case where there was a a man who was a he was a slave on a plantation in the south and he went to the church and the people who owned him actually attended that church and he was their pastor you know and so that it's just you know an uncommon thing but that's 
that's true. It doesn't matter if you're a male or a female. It doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Greek. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are. Every single one of us is an equal part of the body of Christ. And we are all baptized, notice this, into one, into one body by one spirit. And, and what does that mean? It's not talking about being baptized in water, but rather it's that moment you believe and you are filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to make his home inside of you. You become part of the body of Christ. Now, the Holy Spirit may come upon you to endue you with power, at different times within your walk and give you gifts, but the moment you believe you are baptized spiritually into the body of Christ and you are part of the body of Christ, and it doesn't matter if you're a slave or a free, doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Greek, everyone becomes part of the body of Christ. Now that doesn't mean just because I was baptized in the body of Christ that I shouldn't be water baptized. And so as, as a Christian, every single one of us should come to that place in our faith where we say, you know what, I need to make a public declaration and be obedient to Jesus who tells us to do this and be water baptized as an outward sign of that inward commitment that I've made. But that is separate from this idea of being submersed into the body of Christ, who is the head, Colossians 1.18 tells us. And we become a part of that church at conversion. So having said that, when we're saved, we're put into the body of Christ and then empowered to be used for the glory of God. Every part, every member having its place, having its function. And, and you don't just throw away one part of the body because this doesn't seem like it's an important part to you, right? I mean, that's, that's something that's just kind of what Paul's trying to get in here is, as we look at this section. Verse 14, he says, For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. Isn't it nice when you have the whole body, your whole body is functioning. Have you ever had part of your body that refused to function? I was talking to somebody the other day and they were saying that when they get out of bed, they, everything feels numb. I was like, that can't be good. But I know that there's been times when I've been sitting on the floor with my legs crossed too long and I go to stand up and I walk like night of the living dead. I'm like, oh. <laughs> my legs asleep, you know, it doesn't work too good. And that's frustrating when something doesn't work too good. Or maybe you've hurt yourself. You know, I've had a couple of times where I've kind of brought my hand out of commission. You know, both here at the church. One time I was lighting a pilot light and it flashed on me and burnt my hand. And so I had to wrap it and you know, it was nasty for a long time. I had a thing on. Then another time I was preaching a sermon and I punched the pulpit and broke my hand. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.